I acknowledge with respect the unceded territory of the Algonquin and Anishinaabeg people whose land I live, work, and play on. Miigwech. This is Umami Conversations, a podcast and community that offers unapologetically honest and therapeutic dialogue through the art of storytelling and mindfulness. I am your host, Agnes Apia, and I and my guests will delve into themes that explore the depths of this human experience. Um, We'll be challenging societal norms and shifting perceptions about issues that are often considered forbidding. This podcast is intended for open-minded women of African descent and their allies who appreciate meaningful conversation and are eager to absorb the wisdom of other women. Please join us as we share our narratives and embrace vulnerability in the effort to create a more compassionate and understanding world. We also kindly ask that you take a moment to leave a review on your preferred platform. Your feedback helps us improve and position us to reach a wider audience. This is Umami Conversation and enjoy this episode. Blessing. Hey, beautiful ones. Thank you once again for tuning in today. Um, This is the Umami Conversation podcast and I am your host, Agnes Sapia. Today, we have a really special guest. It is Leah Condon. This is her second time coming um, to the podcast. Leah is a spiritual mentor who is committed and devoted to spreading the original teachings, practices, and gifts to help us free ourselves from any burden, lies, and illusion, and transcend our reality to access a new level of spirituality, one that is pure, simple, and in our own hearts. In this episode with Leah, she inspires us to embrace our connection with nature, our inner selves, and the universe at large, where true contentment resides in the heart, and our individual vibration contributes to the harmony of the world. This is the journey of enlightenment, inner union, and harmony with Leah Condon. Blessings. The last episode that you came here was like season uh, two. And one of the things that was so profound that you spoke about was your refuge, you know, finding your refuge, trouver ton refuge. And I knew there was something so profound about it, but I was like, okay, like, how do I found this refuge? Mm. And it's not until I did the meditation, the mindfulness program with you Mm. is where I understood Mm. what my refuge is. You know, and for me, my understanding is actually could be a multitude of things. Absolutely. But what it does is that it brings you back to self. Yeah. Where you're not distracted in the loops <laughs> of life and thought, you know. And um, ever since, I, I, I think I share this with you, I've just been on this um, virtually um, deep change. <laughs> and I feel it's been a while I've been waiting for this. Like I left church and I, I've just been like roaming around, learning, having my own thoughts, you know, yeah. learning from different things, learning from myself. And then there's this concept in my mind that I sometimes it's hard for me to articulate on how I perceive life, right? Because I think we all perceive life different perspectives and I got connected to this message by this elder and I was like this this dude is talking what's in my head like 
obviously there are other things that are even deeper than I sometimes not everybody could comprehend certain spiritual um, practices, I would say, yeah, or understanding practice, concepts yeah, yeah. and wisdom sometimes like spiritual wisdoms. Yeah. And it, it affirmed to me that one of the only spirituality that there could be is a spirituality of nature. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Yeah. You get it. Can I can I add something to that? Because, yes, yes. You know, I yes. teach Buddhist principles and practices, and we talk about Dhamma, yes. Dhamma in Pali, which is Dharma in Sanskrit. Yeah. What does Dhamma mean? It's the law of nature. The law of nature. So when you practice Dhamma, and I have chills when I say that, yeah. you practice walking the path of the law of nature. Of nature. And you practice the path to return to what you are, which is nature. Yeah. So this is so yeah. correct. What you're getting into is so good. Yeah. So, so good. So profound. Yeah. And, and I tell you, it's after I took, like, I, like I was telling you, it's like, just sitting there. And sometimes you don't even know, honestly, me, half of the time, I don't even know what the heck I'm doing when I'm meditating. <laughs> I'm just sitting there. And I'm just choosing not to pay attention to everything that's flying away. That's really, for me, that's really what it is. It's like I've made a choice. I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to breathe. Sometimes I won't breathe. And I'm going to just be, <laughs> you know? And like when I hear these things coming through, it's it's my still my choice to either take it in or just look at it pass. You know, and it's been such an amazing experience um, learning um, from you. And it was, I feel like it, it, it was like a, a perfect timing, you know, it kind of transitioned me into what I think a lot of indigenous cultures believe in and walk in. And it's this essence of nature. We all call it different things. You know, we all... Um, probably might, might not do it differently. Maybe a slight, you know, maybe a little bit of salt here, a little bit of pepper here. <laughs> seasoning. A little nature seasoning. is made of seasons, right? Right. So seasoning. More different seasonings, you know, and I think it's beautiful. But Leah, I know I'm saying so much because I'm super excited to be here um, with you uh, today. And, you know, this season we're talking about the mind, body, and soul. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I'm realizing as the season flows is actually that we're composed of the soul. And that's my interpretation, my understanding of the soul. And the soul is the middle. And then on the side, we got the body. And then on the other side, we got the spirit. And that's the thing, because I always felt like spirit was just, in my mind, for me, spirit is like, everything altogether-ish, you know? But the more, you know, we're learning, <laughs> we're tapping into different um, learnings and energies. And um, I understand that the mind is to the body what the soul is to the spirit, mm. if that makes sense. Deep. I love that. So I've just been unraveling a bunch <laughs> of stuff and I know that I could unravel with you. Yes. Um, and you've been on a journey, you've been flying. So you, you were in, where were you first? Where, you were in France, but from France. Yeah. Where did you go? Yeah. So I actually got back from Asia and I yeah. went on a 
pilgrimage, <laughs> if that. I can say. I call that my pilgrimage. I went to mm. India first. Mm, yes. And a lot happened there. And I will explain. Mm. And mm. then I went to Thailand. And then mm. I ended up in Vietnam. Mm. And I love what you say because I took a moment to write my book and I wrote about nature and us mm. being forces of nature. And that we are like, oh, I'm going to nature to enjoy nature. Well, you are nature as well. So mm. how about you enjoy your own Yourself. nature of being mm. nature? <laughs> mm. Mm. I got this in Vietnam. I was like, I'm nature. I'm in nature. Ooh. I'm a force of nature. My nature is to be nature. Mm. <laughs> nature, nature. That is how, so profound. How about you enjoy yourself as much as you enjoy the sound of birds sound, or yeah. the touch of a tree or swimming in the ocean? You are part of it. Mm. And so what you said when we started is like, wow, so profound. And I'm super proud of you. I'm like, yeah, I'm talking to the right person right now. We're so Yay. connected. <laughs> Let's and, you know, do this. <laughs> when you said, what is life about? Yeah. What popped up in my heart was like an opportunity. Mm. Being alive right now as a human is another chance to get closer to the finish line, which is in Buddhism, enlightenment. Yes. I call them masters. Returning to the law of nature, returning yeah. to nature. You're Going free. Home. Exactly. Yeah. So we have another chance to get closer to home yeah. through practices, mentoring, understanding, wisdom, the way we see life. So life is another chance, an opportunity to get closer to this, to back to nature. We already are nature. But when yeah. I talk about nature, I talk about like completely free, pure essence, energy. And I cannot talk more about it because I haven't been there yet. So I never talk about something I haven't experienced. experienced. Mm. But I experienced a new level of vipassana, which means wisdom. Mm. Uh, and maybe some of you guys listening to us, you have heard about vipassana retreats and 10-day silent retreat. Mm. Um, vipassana means insight or wisdom. And mm. I was sitting at the airport in Thailand and my mind, with it's a state of mind. Mm -hmm. that arrives on its own like you're not going to say i'm going to sit down and be in vipassana no mm -hmm. it has its own timing you cannot do mm -hmm. anything about it so i was mm -hmm. just sitting and it's like boom the mind sets up like this like mm -hmm. separates from body and mind mm -hmm. like a higher mind i call supreme mind or mm -hmm. soul or Your higher self something, mm -hmm. yeah something bigger something transcendent mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. the body and mind Mm -hmm. And it starts practicing on its own, looking at mm -hmm. things the way they are, mm -hmm. passing, arising, passing away. And yeah. I could see the thoughts, mean thoughts about the person here. I don't like their outfit or this, <laughs> move away from me. And then it's laughing and then it's sad and then it's happy. And the mind sees all of these things like, what the hell is this? What mm -hmm. is this? Mm -hmm. What is going on? And then I understand I'm not in control of none of this. Mm. it's the spirit or mm. it's so hard to explain but it's mm. like i know what you mean it's we're in a container and mm. it receives spirits and mm. energies and mm. we can watch and mm. we can decide what to do with it when we're aware of it do you, you see <laughs> but hard you know what <laughs> you know what i've come to understand what that is that's that thing called life mm-hmm 
And in that thing called life itself, it's a whole organism. It's a whole system in its mm. own. It's yeah. a whole energy. It's a whole vibration. It's a whole frequency. Yeah. It's a whole entity. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and in this thing called life, what happens is that there are different aspects of life and thought comes from that frequency mm. because of what we've seen, how we've grown up, Absolutely. our culture, our, our um, individuality, our, our trauma, our dramas, yeah, traumas, traumas, conditioning, all of the mas, all the Languages, conditioning, images, yeah, images. And those image create those thoughts. Yeah. Now I'm talking, I, maybe, honestly, I'm just going to flow with my imagination today because I've, it's been a while. I've just been like holding on. I'm like, when am I going to talk baby. to Leia? <laughs> Have fun. Enjoy. <laughs> So people might be like, what the heck is going on here? But anyways, and the way that I've, I've come to, to understand it is that, yeah, like this whole thing called life. So everything that you've experienced, you have to choose what do you want that thing to do for you? And it's super difficult. Like, I'm not trying to say it's easy. It's not. It's it's tough. We make certain decisions that are more towards a lower frequency, you know, and then that's fine. Just don't stay in it. And even if you stay in it, just make sure that still don't stay in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, take your time. Just but... make sure you know you need to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you know. Go through whatever you need to go through. Mm -hmm. Because once you stay in it, that's when there's no more life. Yeah. That organism cannot flow anymore. Stagnation is death. Like complete yeah. death of, yeah. I mean, the nature of things is movement and impermanence. So you're super correct when you say that. And in Buddhism, you know, the practice is to detach from everything so that we let things move. And it's okay to feel anger, to feel frustration. Mm -hmm. um, you know, animals, when they get scared, they just jump or they scream and whatever. And then they have this inner auto-regulation thing, mm -hmm. self-regulation. Yeah. And that's what we learn with mindfulness is to allow ourselves to, to return to a sense of stability, but not stagnation. Stability yeah. is super different to be stable or stagnation, to stop. Yeah. And we learn to watch things as they are. They're moving on their own. We're not doing yeah. anything about it. You'll think about something, then 30 seconds later, you'll remember memory from 10 years ago. Then you're going to scream at, yell at someone. Then you're happy. Then it's nonsense. And this is what I saw. And what I understood is like complete nonsense. The body, a minute you're here in the kitchen, and then five minutes later, you're in the bathroom and then you're in your car and you have no idea what happened in between. And you're like, who is the pilot of this? Like, what is wow. going on? Wow. And it's true. It is wow. happening. So it means that the body is doing its thing on its own. Yeah. The mind is doing its thing. And that's what we learn with Buddhism. It's like, you are not doing it. There is a force doing it. Doing it. What you are is the ability to watch, to observe. And at some point, you know what happens when I met enlightened being in Thailand? Mm, mm. I met my mentors in real mm, life. Mm. One of them gave me an amulet. 
they have attained enlightenment, the same as the Buddha. They are mm. called Arahant, real mm. people. Mm. What's left is pure love. Mm. And they just channel their talk, mm. just channel the truth. Wow. And what I was going to say, um, enlightenment is just like when your higher self, consciousness, supreme spirit, whatever you call it, realizes that you can try for as long as you can to make the mind and body happy and comfortable. Mm. It is impossible. Mm. But this, we still think it's possible to make our minds happy, our body comfortable. The body's mm. edging, the body's going to die. The mind by nature is unsatisfied. Mm. You know, we chase something, we have it. And then we want something else. More, yeah. So contentment is not in the nature of the mind. It will be in the nature of the heart. The heart. Of the heart. But if we try to make the mind or body happy, stable, not aging, super happy all the time, you know, not moving or enjoy all the time, this is not natural. Mm. We get there through the heart when we practice and get closer to vipassana insight but we have to watch what they're doing to understand at a deeper level mm. it's complete nonsense and there is no point in trying or forcing to make them happy they won't be mm. they, the body will age and die and get sick mm. that's the nature that's nature and so our job with mindfulness is to understand the nature of thing three mm. characteristics we're watching with mindfulness right mm. and permanence and satisfactoriness yeah. and non-self yeah and yeah meeting these people in thailand was just insane so you've said a lot we've said yeah a lot. i know <laughs> <laughs> we've said a lot and i want us to go to like the beginning again you spoke about dharma and now you're speaking about vipassana somebody might not know what the heck those two words mean and where it's from because it doesn't sound very english to me not at all i'm just saying so <laughs> could you just kind of explain to us what is the background of Vipassana and Dharma? Absolutely. And we spoke about India. Um, yeah. yeah. What is the, the background of those two words? And also, what, what's your origin? What's your yeah. origin? Good, good question. I mean, I can tell the story now because it makes sense. Um, my father is from Pakistan hmm. and the region of Punjab which I didn't know until I got to India. Mm. And my mom is French. Mm. So I grew up in a French Christian, pretty much family, but there was Buddhas mm. everywhere in my house. Mm. So very early, uh, my mom didn't, uh, my mom chose not to baptize me so that I could choose my form of spirituality, which was mm. super smart back in the, in the days. Yeah. And so I yeah. grew up really connected to the spiritual world and Buddhas everywhere. So pretty early I started, you know, connecting to Buddhism and different forms of Buddhism. Nishiren, which is a Japanese one, Zen, Tibetan, uh, Mahayana, different forms. I went on retreats. I've read some books. Mm -hmm. And at some point when I learned Reiki with my teacher, mm -hmm. she is friend with my mentor now, Jess, who mm -hmm. is a mindfulness teacher Mm. Um, who was a monk in Thailand and who now mm. lives in between Canada and Thailand. Mm. And she told me, Leah, you need to learn mindfulness because 
in this life, if you want to, you can free your heart from suffering. You have the potential in this life to free your heart from personal suffering of the body and mind. And I'm like, what is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I meditate. What mm-hmm. is mindfulness? And so nice I connect time. with Jess. And so Jess teaches, study, and practices Dhamma. And it comes from uh, Theravada Buddhism, mm-hmm. which is teachings of the elders, which mm-hmm. are the teachings that are the closest to what the Buddha was teaching, teaching. 2,500 years ago. Yes, okay. okay? Mm-hmm. So the Buddha was speaking in a language that was called Pali, which is a super mm. modest and low class language. Mm. Sanskrit was higher class. So Dhamma and um, Vipassana are from Pali language. So the language spoken by the Buddha. Okay. And so I, I grew up without my father. I think we talked about that last time. In the first, yeah. Yeah, in right? Season so two, yeah. I'm totally brown. <laughs> I grew up in a family of white women because there was mm-hmm. mostly women in my family. Mm-hmm. And I always felt connected to my, I would say, I'll say Indian roots because mm-hmm. uh, before 1947, mm-hmm. India mm-hmm. was just one nation, one people. Yeah. And I, I connect to India, you know, yeah. uh, deeply. So I was connected to my roots, to the food, to the culture, to the spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting for something to arrive so that I could go to India. I was literally waiting for me to find a partner. And I had this dream that I will find my partner and we'll go together, discover my roots. <laughs> and at some point last year, mm. I was 33. So I just turned 34. Mm. And I'm like, what Happy are you waiting birthday. for? Thank you, my love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leo season. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um I'm like, what are you waiting for? Just go go to India. You're ready. Mm. And so I come back to France after five years living in New York, in Canada, in Mexico, mm-hmm. in America, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I come mm-hmm. back to France because I'm like, I'm done with America. I've learned. Yeah. I want to go back home. Yeah. Um, but then I'm like, okay, now it's time. Go to India. Yeah. And so I end up going to a yoga retreat. I do yoga training. And then I meet a friend I met in New York five years ago. And she's like, come to meet me in Punjab. And then I look on the, on the map and I realize Punjab is where my family is from. Wow. I didn't plan this. Wow. I was just like, I'm going to go to India and see what happens. Actually, my ancestors were ready for me. They were ready for because you. Because you know what happened after one week? I couldn't walk. My knees were blocked. Wow. And I talked to friends. I talked to a healer. And they're like, there is nothing wrong with your body. Your ancestors just want you to stay. And they're trying to hold you you to your roots. And one of my healers says, you need to go to a temple and pay respect to them. So I go to a temple. I bring flowers and I, I pray to Hindu goddesses. Regardless, you know, I pray to my ancestors on the mm-hmm. land. Mm-hmm. Then I feel better. I can walk again. Mm. And then I arrive in Punjab and there is a kirtan. Kirtan. So it's like a mantra chanting with a okay. super nice man. And mm. I understand also India is a land where masculine energy is super strong. Mm. And having, you know, grown up without a father figure, without a masculine proper masculine energy, you know, in, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a man. In a man, yeah. 
I was feeling that in India, I was reconnecting with this part of myself, mm-hmm. the masculine energy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so profound. My goodness. Oh, that's why I'm what getting into. We're, we're going to talk about inner union here. What um, an experience. <laughs> oh, my so goodness. So I go to the kirtan and then there's a chanting and he's like, we're going to call to your ancestors. And I'm like, I'm on my land, Punjab. My first time here, two days in Punjab. I go to a kirtan a chanting and mm-hmm. we are talking about ancestors. ancestors. And then, you know, I bend, like I literally go to the floor and I cry. I cry. I see my ancestor, my ancestors. And then I see my father <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I have chills when I say that. And I'm like, I love you and I forgive you. And I cry everything I have. And I, I see him like, thank you for giving me who I am today, giving me Mm. this part of me. Mm. I don't care what happened. You didn't want to have me in your life. You still don't want me in your life. You're not here. I might never see you again. But I I want you to know that I love you. I forgive you. And so what happens next is that I recover a sense of masculine energy, a sense Mm. of protection, safety within myself. Mm. At this moment, I haven't dated for like six months. Like nothing happened in my love life. (laughs) Mm. And so the day after, we end up going to the Pakistani border. And one of our friends, she has a driver and a policeman driving us in a safe way to the border. I'm like, I recover a sense of protection and safety. And then I find myself in a car with 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 a cop and a driver to be driven as a VIP. The Pakistani border, where I'm from initially, I was 22 kilometers away from Lahore, which is the city where I'm from, 22 kilometers away. I arrive at the border. I'm like, cry, so happy. I reclaim parts of myself. I take them back. The little Leah who grew up in Paris, now in Pakistan, almost in Pakistan. And I'm like, wow. You know, when life wants you to do something and when you're open to it, when you're open to align your actions, decisions, to do the brave thing, even if you're scared or you have to do it on your own, you're so rewarded. And so I do that. Then I go to North India, to Dharamshala, which is where the Dalai Lama lives. Mm. I was supposed to go to Thailand and I decide to just cancel my flight. I want to stay in India. And there I end up meeting beautiful man you know and mm. I end up connecting with amazing men um, and masculine energy mm. so I recovered this within myself this is insane right and you know this is the place where the Dalai Lama lives and I'm like well I would love to meet him obviously mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see and two days before I leave India I meet a friend at a restaurant and he mm. talks about the Dalai Lama and I'm like I wish I could have I could meet, him. meet him, you know, somehow. And he's like, yeah, I have his secretary email. Just email her. Oh, man. Putain. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't even believe in it. I'm like, I'm leaving in two days. So it's impossible. But I try. Yeah. I send an email and she's like, come tomorrow, 7 a.m. Wow. And so I get there and I get a chance to meet and greet His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. And he holds my hand super strongly. And 
And I'm like, I feel so much love and compassion from him. And then I leave India on my last day. I get a chance to meet him and recover a sense of wholeness and holiness and greatness within myself. And then I head to Thailand. Before we go to Thailand, yeah, you said, you're just those last words that you said, a sense of, so you had a sense of, you regain your, your, your sense of masculine energy back. You recovered a sense of security, sense of protection. And then now you just said when you met the Dalai Lama, it was a sense of holiness, of wholeness. wholeness. What does holiness, wholeness mean to you? Mm-hmm. I'm working a lot right now on this concept of inner union. Mm. marrying feminine and masculine energy and how are both energies have been wounded through the ages. And I was reading a book and they were saying that especially the feminine energy has been wounded yeah. a lot. Yeah. But there is this concept in psychoanalysis with Carl Jung um, that talks about the masculine energy in a woman body. Mm. When I say woman body, I talk about the body when you at birth at birth yeah. at birth yeah. um and because it can change if we change our sexuality we can switch yeah. switch the energy but i'm talking at birth at and birth. the feminine energy in a male body at birth and yeah. how there is there can be a conflict with that yeah that is engraved through how we grow up with our family conditioning yeah. etc so how i felt in india was a sense of completeness like Mm, both energies merging absolutely in like a marriage union i'm not saying this lasted i'm saying this is a work in progress i'm not there yet obviously but i made great progresses yeah and the feeling was i'm just good with myself as i am as it is right now Mm. of course i'd love a partner more abundance this 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 Mm. but right now it is all complete with me, within within me, and I don't need anyone to do anything for me. I don't need me to achieve anything else for this moment. I have it all within myself. Everything mm. I need, I know, and I feel that I have it all right now. <sighs> and it, I think right now I'm, I'm I'm having this understanding that meeting with the Dalai Lama, who is a male being yeah. with so much loving energy that could be related to female to energy. Mm-hmm. So it helped me understanding, no, the masculine is not dangerous. You don't have yes. to be afraid. Yes. You're not inferior. Yes. And so I think in my heart, it was like, okay, it's safe yes. to receive love from a male, a man, or that masculine energy. And so in that sense, my feminine side, which is dominant, yeah. felt comforted. Mm. And in that sense, and I'm working on this right now, and I, I have dreams now because I met someone who works through the analysis of your dreams as messengers of your subconscious mind that are telling you where you're at with the, the balancing of your, of your energies and of your self and connection to the divine. And last night I had a dream that the masculine wanted to marry me. And my masculine energy was saying, I want to marry you. 
So That's in the dreams, there are confirmations that the work I'm doing is, is happening. There is an inner union happening right now. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> just, okay. There's so much like I could just yeah. pick from what you what you just said. Have I answered your question first? Yeah, we we well, talked about Amma Vipassana, so we'll yeah, go to my, Thailand after. Yeah, we'll go to Thailand, but because I was asking you about like holiness and wholeness, and then you said this thing about um, what'd you call it? The union, the inner union, inner union. So it's the merging of the feminine and the masculine energy. And even and, the light and the darkness, like the merging of duality, it's one plus mm, one gives three. It gives like a whole thing. Mm, so the, the, the marriage of both forces, the marriage of two forces that can be mm, opposite, but they are complete. Mm, so in that sense, completeness, you know, the yin yang mm, concept. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Wow. And that for you is wholeness, is holiness. Holiness is holy, is like a holy spirit. But it makes sense, right? Because I feel like when you get to a sense of wholeness, completeness, you get to a state of holiness, like a holy spirit mm. energy, because it's you, it is not in you, you are in it. You are in it. You are in it already. And the body and the mind are kind of containers, mm. captors, like, you know, channels that can receive this. Mm. But we need pure, open vessels mm. to contain that. So it was important for me to physically go to India, to Punjab. Mm. I was mm. doing the work for so many years. A lot of years. And I needed to go to my land to... to complete this work i'm not saying mm. this is healed completely yeah. i'm saying it's a yeah. work in progress yeah but for this aspect of forgiveness love and recovering exactly mm -hmm. i needed to physically take my body there to feel yeah and and it's so it's it's so profound what you're saying because it this is even reminding me of a conversation that i had with one of my other guests and she's a i want to say ayurvedic practitioner practitioner mm -hmm. um but she also does like reiki mm -hmm. um she has her own little brand you know so she's she's the entrepreneur like spiritual entrepreneur let's say you know <laughs> and um what she was saying was that for when she strongly believes that in order for a form of complete healing or somewhat of like a like a gateway that happened, it's important that the person, whoever that's seeking for like answers or this healing, be attached to their the roots. She's like, the solution is in the roots. Mm. The solution is in where you're, you're actually, you know, the, where you're from. And when you connect with that, you will know what medicine you need type of thing, <laughs> you yeah. know, because your medicine is, 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 is there, you know? And when you said that, it made me think about that conversation um, that I had with her, just that experience in India for you. Yeah, Do you I, feel like it was like your medicine at that moment that you needed? I feel like, you know, it's a, it was a question of somehow I was attached to an identity mm. an identity. I, I didn't have all the pieces 
too. So I needed to recover the pieces, not so that I, I attach more to the identity, but so that I release it. So even beyond, it's important to recover, understand the roots so that we have all the information and we can let it go. To me, that's my understanding of recovering this identity, this piece of identity, which is like half of myself somehow mm. Mm. that I felt I was missing. And now, because it's integrated, I don't even need to go further than that. I feel like I'm free of it. Do you see what I mean? It's like. So, what did that identity look like to you? To if me, you could put a picture to this identity. Yeah, I was really. I'm. I felt really attached to my Asian roots as a justification of who I am today somehow, mm. you know? And now I feel like I don't need to prove it. And to say I'm French Indian or whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm a human. Like it doesn't matter anymore. But before that, it was a struggle. Like who am I? Yeah. What am I made of? And now because I, I understood, it's like, it's not even important to me anymore. You know mm. what I mean? It's, yeah. So yes, I totally agree. I needed to do this work to detach from the roots, actually, and become my own being. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. I'm all this, I am all this, and at the same time, you know, your your yeah. uh, zodiac, your human design, yeah. you're all yeah. this. You're all and at it. the same time, you are none of things. At the same time, you're not. So who I discover, I am, it's a reality. But at the same time, I'm not this at all. <laughs> and this is hard to and I still get attached to the identity don't get me wrong like every day the identity of no, the, uh, the spiritual mentor the French Indian yeah. the, the nomad the this 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 but I always invite myself and my client to be like cool but be able to know what you are behind this and what are you behind it I mean from my understanding I'm void. I'm, you know, mm. in Buddhism, we call it sunyata. Mm. And it means voidness. Mm. This I just know intellectually, not through the experience of my mm. heart. So mm. for now, what can I say? I'd say a beautiful energy, like a beautiful energy made of light and trying to mm. express itself and mm. to break lots of chains and boundaries. That's all I know. I cannot talk about this, this, this. I haven't been there yet. I've read about it. But until I truly experience it for myself, I cannot say. What I say is that I connect to a force that is beyond this body, that is beyond this mind, mm. that is way more intelligent, compassionate, yeah. eternal. Yeah. And that is, just is. That is. You know, this brings me back to think about um, what I've been learning. And, you know, a lot of times we talk about in Christianity, we talk about how we were created. You know, we were created in the image of God and we were created, like we were formed. And I'm learning that we actually emerged out of this great intelligence of nature, of this life. It was not necessarily a creation. It was just an emergence. And once you emerge out of a thing, you are the thing, but you emerge in a certain form, in a certain likeness, just like the trees has emerged in a certain form in its likeness. And we all play part in this thing, this ecosystem, if you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things that I learned also with the mindfulness is <laughs> the damn flies. 
Yeah. <laughs> and because we are all part of this ecosystem, we also have to be mindful in the way that we treat this ecosystem, treating the flies that are flying all over. Like, are you applying your five morality presets? Yes, I am. <laughs> I am really applying it. And I've been also like telling my little boy there's ants around and he always wants to go and kill them. And I'm like, don't don't kill the ants. Just say hi to the ants. So every time we see ants now, it's like ants, Mr. Ant. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> so it's hard. I won't lie to be honest with you, but it's like just learning these things. Honestly, I feel they're not things. These values, you know, these um, these laws, these truths, I think is part of this evolution that we're in, that we're on, right? As this void. And as you said, even for me, it's it's kind of hard to to grasp it because our our humanity or our human self the is, mind is the really mind can't get it. It's not even an understanding, an intellectual, it's a yeah. knowing. It's annoying. It's annoying. So is that when you get to a place of enlightenment? When yes, you have uh, that knowing? Yes. yes. You you understand that at a deeper level. I mean, you, you become, you understand that's the nature of things. Um, but it's interesting what you said with this emerges from this, because in Buddhism, the belief is similar, you know, the, the law of karma, cause and yeah. effect. Yeah. And according to this law, Things exist because they have a cause. That's it. Yeah. You know, cause, yeah. effect, cause, effect, cause, effect. So this is true that we emerge as an effect of a cause. And when we talk about the five morality precepts, do not kill, do not cheat, do not steal, do not lie, and do not take intoxicants, mm. it helps you not creating negative causes that will create negative effects. Which create bad karma? Exactly. Mm. So karma means action. Mm. And even the nature of your intention can create karma. Mm. So when you want to kill a mosquito, and I've worked with that because um, I, I refrain. You know, we don't say don't do this. We say refrain from so that you don't create bad karma or negative karma. Mm. And I saw the mechanism in my mind that there is a mosquito. I feel bothered. So I want to suppress what is disturbing my own peace of mind. But mm. who am I to say this mosquito has to die so that I can be happy? <laughs> and so I saw the mechanism. And this we call, it's a defilement of the mind, an impurity that is um, aversion. Mm. Aversion is not wanting something to stay. And so mm. we have aversion towards the presence of a mosquito. So what do we do? We kill and suppress. Mm. Mm. And I saw that and I was like, that's ugly. Yeah. That's that's the reality of the mind or, or what's going on within us when we're yeah. not fully liberated or pure. Mm. Uh, and so now you can observe yourself when you want to kill, and everyone listening, when mm. you want to kill a little insect, just see the, the little anger within you mm -hmm. that is like, I'm going to suppress and remove you from my mm. environment mm. so that I can find peace and feel better. And this is the same mechanism that we had during wars, maybe, or during really difficult situation. I'm going to suppress these people so that I'll feel better or something like that. Do you think that there could ever be world peace? I don't think so. 
Mm. I don't I don't think so. Um, with this, the humanity we have right now, mm. I think it can improve. It will improve, mm-hmm. and but I feel like we should really all start with ourselves on saving ourselves, mm. not out of selfishness, mm. um, but because from there we can help others around us better mm. um, and not trying to control how it's going to be because, I mean, for me, I, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't mm. feel like it's possible. Mm. I feel like I, my soul comes from a world or a planet or somewhere Mm. where harmony was possible Mm. and i'm sure a lot of people like you like me sometimes we Mm. just don't understand why it is the way it is because maybe we come from a world where harmony exists so do you not think that if we've come from the world where harmony exists then we should be the one to create that harmony in the world I, i i think we should if we have this awareness within of what good means or you know doing our best to be good, to respect some morality, some ethics, taking care of planet, the planets and others, absolutely we should bring this here. And one of the things that you said is, and, and I've been hearing this a lot in different forms for different reasons, and it's really about the coming back to self notion, the notion of starting with ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, somebody's talking about real estate, trying to be a good real and then they'll pitch in that word you know somebody's talking about like um marriage they'll pitch in that word and we're talking about spirituality and we're pitching in that word is coming back to self why is it so important for us to come back to ourselves because from what i know with the buddhist background there is no self there is just a unified energy that is experiencing itself through different So if you take care of your inner deeper self, then this has ripple effects on others and you'll see it in your life. First thing, when I feel secure, I get attention from people I I want attention from. When I feel insecure, I, I am, you know, people don't want me around there. So this is not being selfish. Again, it's really nurturing, nourishing this energy within ourselves moment to moment this is why mindfulness practice is key because if you're not mindful you're absent of from what you're doing and you can't change things yeah but the energy you're creating has a vibration and this has effects and impacts on others around you and in the world makes you a better person and so you can inspire and allow others to do the same So when we work on the self, inner energy or something bigger, we work on everybody. We work on the world. Mm. So when you do good for you, when you do your practices, consider you're doing it for everybody at the same time. And there is a great practice that is called Metta. Mm. And you have done this one? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a Mm -hmm. loving kindness practice. Yeah. And Buddhists practice this, if you do a Vipassana retreat, the last three days are focused, or the last one day, you Mm -hmm. practice metta. And so you start with giving love to yourself, and then you give love to others. Others, yeah. But this is the center, and then you go bigger. It grows. And sometimes thinking that someone can help you create the loving energy, and then you can give it to yourself. Mm. 
why would we treat ourselves less than we treat other people we love? Mm-hmm. This is not, doesn't make sense. Yeah. We have to realize we're forces of nature. Yeah. And we need to take care of our inner worlds and do, it's not easy. Honestly, it takes time, takes work. This is our, our purpose. The main purpose is this. doesn't matter what you do. You can sell coffee at Starbucks or, you know, refill at the gas station or sell houses. doesn't matter what you do. This is not what you take in the next life, Is there if there is a next life. What mm. you take is your soul or deeper energy we're talking about and your karma. You're not mm. taking anything else. You're not taking the body the money, the house, even the people. So our job is to work on these two things, our inner essential energy and our karma. You mentioned how the whole essence of us emerging on this planet is to make sure that we have uh, what we're, no, what we're taking with us at the end of this existence is our soul and our karma. (laughs) Maybe there is more. Maybe it, it is wrong. But so far, the yeah. understanding that I have that seems to make sense. Yeah. Uh, maybe yeah. there is more. But it makes me think about even in Christianity, you know, I it made me think about sometimes I remember back then they used to ask questions or they used to like during churches, they would say things like, um, we're everything that we're doing, we're doing it for to save our souls. You know, it was always for, for, for the saving of their souls. So I, it seems as if, in a lot of these beliefs systems, there is this need of saving the soul of others, you know. And very unfortunately, some people use different ways to lead individuals towards this saving of the soul um, and different ways that are not always like appropriate, that are not very high vibrational, that are very dark. And I guess the reason why I'm bringing this is just like, these thoughts that I've been having lately. Um, I've been reading a lot of comments, different things, you know, just really observing when I look at this, how this world has been created and formed with like religion and spirituality and um, politics and just, just this whole construct, especially when we talk about religion, I believe in the fact that there is, there's nature, Right. The spirituality, the essence is, is nature at, at the core. But we have this entity or this humanness about us mm-hmm. that creates other things outside of nature. And I don't know how it was created, who, 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 who brought it all up. Maybe it's Adam and Eve. I don't know where it started, but it's bringing us against the things of nature, even in spirituality. There are folks that use dark energies, Mm -hmm. dark things to um, influence individuals into the saving of the souls. Mm -hmm. And in religion, Mm -hmm. the same thing, right? So when a lot of times I hear um, uh, religious leaders or like spiritual people talking about Christians and Christians, how about spiritual? I mean, I came to understand that whatever that we're saying, like, I'm trying to see if this is going to make sense. Whatever we're saying against whoever, 
at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. because that individual in their beingness, in their in in their search of 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 saving their souls, this is what speaks to them. Absolutely. Because it seems like this saving the soul is the thing. So if everybody be trying to save their souls, this is what speaks to their soul. Yeah. So let them do what speaks to their soul. Yeah. <laughs> and then this other individual is like, for instance, Buddhism spoke to your soul. Absolutely. And I, but but the core of this Buddhism is what nature. Yeah, the law of nature. The laws of nature, the core of where I don't even know what I'm, what it's called because it's like mixed with like Christianity also, you know. And talking about Christianity, you said something, and you said that your mom didn't want you to baptize yourself because she wanted you to choose, you know. And this is a side note, guys. A revelation that I got for me is. Me, me getting baptized, honestly, it was so, like, dramatic, I find. Like, I got into a car accident. It was so, like, why? But this action that we take, this emergence in water, is very spiritual. Yeah. And I think as Christians, we don't understand how sometimes there are things that we do that are deeper than just the action. Mm. You just, it's a covenant that you make, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's a union. It's mm-hmm. emerging, mm-hmm. as you spoke about merging, that you've made with a certain energy or a certain yeah. entity. A higher entity. Yeah. A higher entity in this form. Yeah. Because your soul understands this energy mm. in its form. Yeah. So as much as I'm walking this path, I'm realizing for myself that And I think this goes into the whole notion of identity. Also, I'm realizing for myself that this part of me, this emergence that I've done, this union with this faith that we've created called Christianity is there. It's Mm. part of my soul. Mm. It's in my DNA. It's in my lineage. Mm. But there is also another energy that for me is me going, connecting to my roots, you know, that is calling me and I he feel it calling me and I know what's calling me, <laughs> you know, that is also there. And it's funny how like I'm hearing you talk and you're talking about your experience for you and the whole masculine energy for some reason. I don't know. To me, I feel like here, I feel like I'm, I'm playing more of the masculine, like my masculine energy is very present. And for some weird reason, I feel when I go back home, it's my emergence to my feminine. So when you were saying it, I was thinking, oh my God, this makes absolute sense. Because I went back home twice already. And the two times that I went, I was, I don't know how to explain it. It was not, when I look at the circumstances behind where I was, it wasn't the greatest, but I was at such ease and peace, you know? And anyways, I'm, I think I'm like just going off. Love, you know, when, you, when you talked about this, I'm sensing some stuff in your throat chakra. Yeah, it's, 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 it's deep. Yeah, I can feel this here. It's deep. Yeah. It, it's, it's deep. Like, it's really like you were talking and I was just like, I get it now. I get why there's this yearning, mm. this want and this missing also here, this lack that I feel. Yes. You know? 
and it's 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 really about doing the work <laughs> it goes back to to that it goes back to you know coming back to self to soul to your higher self connecting with yourself connecting with every parts of you you know i pra- i started practicing abhyanga Mm-hmm. You know the the Ayurvedic the, massage, the Ayurvedic massage, yeah, through my friend Chelsea and I. To be honest, all of I'll be very honest with y'all. Mindfulness, Abhyanga, all these practices. Half of the time, I don't know what the heck I am doing. Meditation, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just committed to doing those things. I actually like it. It makes me feel some type of way. It brings me into a certain um, vibration. You know, it brings me into a certain place because I've been in a very low vibration for a very long time. And now I'm realizing it, you know, obviously through therapy, through all of these things, I've been vibrating so low because of the messages that I got in my very young childhood. And I didn't understand how much messages during our childhood Mm. affects us so deeply as adults and it creates a totally different entity in us. And we live for so many years believing something that we told ourselves or something that somebody said, something that somebody did, and we've held on to it and we've walked life with this big ass burden on us. Mm-hmm. But we don't even know that that's the issue. We just mm-hmm. like, oh, why is it always, why am I always like out of fault? Why is it like, why am I always losing? Why am I always like not making it? What? No, boo. It's not about why are you always, there's been some damage done. And sometimes I think as humans, we don't realize that, yes, there's been damage and it's okay if there's damage, but what are you going to do about it? Absolutely. Are you going to work it through? Or are you going to just let it continue to eat you up? You know, and I think this is all part of this whole experience of the the body, the mind, the soul, the spirit, using these tools that like enlightened individuals have tapped into and have understood its way of helping us. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter if you are from this religious practice or this religious practice or that religious practice and you're doing different things. But is it helping you? Is it is it bringing you to a higher vibration? Because now I understand everything honestly is about frequencies and vibration for me. Absolutely. That's all I know Mm because everything vibrates. This book there that's there, it's vibrating right now. Mm -hmm. Every single thing. So how, (laughs) man, girl, there's so many things coming through my mind. Like just to say, even the internet right Mm -hmm. now, I'm talking to Leah. Leah, you're right now, you're in France, right? Mm -hmm. You're back home in France. And I'm in Quebec and we're communicating together through this machine called a laptop. Yeah. And you see me and I see you. There had to be someone that tapped into a certain level of frequency to create this, to create this thing and have it evolve. Even with music and sounds, you know, I think musicians are not creating music. They are channeling mm. sounds that are already exist. They are channeling something. And they're just channels open, same as someone who is going to build a house or an architect who will channel an energy that will be filtered through a mind that will create an image or a sound and that will be translated Trans- into human language. Yes. 
and that's just it. It's all energy that our human computers are processing and creating into something in the matter, the material world, or through the senses. And we can all tap into something. We choose. I choose through Reiki and mindfulness, but you can choose through uh, the power of expressing your voice or singing or someone else will create clothes or jewels or I don't know but yeah. it's exactly it and I, I believe that each vessel we all have a story a background a type of energy or soul whatever we want to call it a karma so how from now on we take this we accept this is our our tools what do we do with that you know how can we open more to the potential that is here? And you know, the Care Bear, you remember the Care Bear? Mm-hmm. The purple mm-hmm. one shines purple mm-hmm. color, the yellow, mm-hmm. per- yellow color. Mm-hmm. The yellow one doesn't try to shine or to mm-hmm. send purple color. The mm-hmm. yellow one will send yellow color. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how about we all ground ourselves in our color, mm-hmm. our nature, Mm-hmm. And allow this nature to be expressed as just an instrument of a higher intent. <sighs> an instrument of a higher intent. And I say that because I talk to some of my clients who are uh, therapists or practitioners. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, I feel like I'm not doing well enough, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you're the channel. This is mm-hmm. not you doing. Mm-hmm. Remember, when I give Reiki, I am not giving Reiki. Yeah, I'm channeling totally, Reiki. Yeah. Channel. This is not me. Yeah. I'm positioning myself as an open vessel or receptacle, you say in English. Ooh. You're oh, like the glass God. and your job is to allow yes. the divine to pour into you. Ooh. And you I have just... to clean the glass. You make space. Yes. That's it. Go for it. Share yes. your thoughts, my love. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that is exactly it. You have to clean the glass because the channeling is not going to stop. So depending on what is inside of you, whatever that channels, it projects through you. That's why you got to work on self. And you're constantly channeling stuff, whether it's good, bad, divine or painful. You're constantly connecting and being plugged to an energy. Now your vessel, your mind and your body, if they're not clean, if they're not taken care of, then they're going to mirror an energy and that's Mm. what you're going to get. That's what you're going to mirror to the world, the ripple effects. Mm. So we're going to clean the glass now. You're going to clean the vessel. Mm. It takes time. How do we clean the glass? How do we clean the glass? Well, you know, it takes time and patience. Now, you, like you said, find the practices that resonate with you, with your soul, with your journey, with your story. The Buddhas were here since my childhood. It was already indicated the path. Now I know in my heart, this is the path for me. There's nothing else I'm interested in. But now people or folks listening to us, think about your story, your journey. What makes your heart vibrate? You know, Mm -hmm. what speaks to you? Mm. And then pours you, like you said, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm committed and devoted to pursuing this path to see because I see effects already. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how you get there. As long as you're good, as long as you're not treating people like shit or doing harm, 
Yeah. You know, you choose the path you want. Just don't yeah. harm yourself or harm people or harm the earth. Yeah. Choose a path and commit to, to this path for maybe six months, one year, and see how it's changing you. And in, on this path, you'll find tools, mentors, teachings. And then you have to commit daily to make the changes. And step by step, courage, compassion, a heart open. And it's okay. You might, some days are going to be harder than others. Yeah. I have hard days too. Yeah. I think my, in life to me, the, the biggest lesson is the relationship to the masculine energy. Yeah. So I'm working through that, you know, relationship, mm. blah, blah, blah. For some people, it's health issues. Yeah. For some others, it's money and yeah. wealth. For some others, yeah. it's family. For some yeah. others, it's really the body or whatever. Some others is everything. <laughs> some others is everything. <laughs> okay. But there is, I think there is a main, main thing that, that yeah, you know, when sure. you are talking about, oh, I always feel like this always. When you say yeah. this is coming up always, then this is a repeating mechanism. Yeah. So now you have to find the tools to work through that, a therapist, a retreat, uh, a practice, a reading, like something to help you. And then yeah. commit yourself to pursue this path and see yeah. how it helps. Like some people, it's dream analysis. Some people, it's therapy. Some people, it's sports, dance, music. Find your medicine. Find your medicine. And drink it. Yes. Drink it. And when it works, spread it, share it to others. Teaching. That's that's our life purpose, I think. From where I'm at this now. Now. <laughs> this is so this is so beautiful. Teach it, spread it to others. Are you open to talk about AI? I honestly I don't even think about it. this is not part of my ecosystem and universe right now. I'm so disconnected from it. I feel not even stupid, but I'm like I don't even know what to say. This is what not is. my world. This is it's same as COVID to me. It wasn't part of my reality. So mm. I lived without it. Mm. So you can ask me something, but be specific because this is I have no idea. You have no idea. Because you know, it's it's you hear there's a lot of people in this modern world talking about it. And because the reason why I bring it up is because you the, you you were talking about how you know, why we are here as humans, you know, and you, and the way you were explaining it, 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 it sounded like so beautiful, you know, it sounded like we as humans, we are such profound beings, you know, we are these vessels that are receiving these information and that we could create beauty and expand and share. And I'm hearing a lot of individuals talking about this whole AI thing, taking away humans but when you were talking it it, it hit me like no ai can't yeah. take away our it might jobs okay fine jobs were created by humans at the end of the day you know what i mean but we as an entity the only way that ai the only way that ai could quote unquote take away like humanity is if humanity take one another away I align with what you're saying. I feel like, again, it doesn't matter what we do or what tools we're using. What matters is the intent, quality of the intention. Actually, with my mentor, uh, with my Buddhist community in Thailand, they are starting to use AI to create resources to explain karma. Wow. So if we harness a tool 
in a good way for the highest of good. You know, when we work with yeah. Re- Reiki, we, we talk to the guides and we say highest of good. We yeah. only work from and for the highest of good. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. I think our yeah. minds are brilliant. And maybe in other galaxies and other planets, we are even further than that. You know, we do mm. this and then the laptop mm. appears or, mm. I mean, why not? I just don't follow this because I'm not interested and I, I'm mm. afraid people are going to misuse it. Yeah. But I think anything yeah. that is used with pure, good intent, it's brilliant. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. And, and I think as human beings, sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit. Um, we don't see how much beauty that we could create. And I just want us to kind of end with something from every single thing that you said. Well, you've, yeah, everything was so, so divine. But I love the part where we spoke about us being these channels, you know, and cleaning the glass. It brought my mind back to the notion of creativity. Mm. I was listening to a podcast, Steve Bartlett, I believe, and Will I Am from Black Eyed Peas was there. And they spoke about creativity and he said that, I can't remember like per word, but I paraphrase. He said creativity like is like when you go to the to the toilet, like when you need to poop, it, it, it needs to come out. Yeah. You can't hold creativity in. And people that are not creating or say are creative blocks are not real creative. Mm. <laughs> but creativity, it comes. So you create. You just create. So it's the whole channeling. And we've been create. We are co-creators. Mm-hmm. We create constantly. Of the divine. You know, constantly. Like, it's constantly a creation of thoughts, of energy. It's created, recreated, modified. You know, nothing is lost. Everything is, I don't know how to say it in English, you know, but. Yeah, like everything is here. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, no, that's another way of so. seeing it. It's just yeah. cause, effect, production of something, fabrication. And like you said, it requires humility also to say, mm. I'll receive something. I have no idea what is it for, if it's going to work out. But I need to put it out there. Whatever it is, mm. a book you need to write, an Instagram page, a business, a podcast. I think people listening to us, if there's something that needs to come through you, you need to give birth to it. Yes. For your own sake and the sake of humanity. Of humanity. Because you have been somehow chosen as the channel to deliver this message to the earth. Mm. Transmitting it. And someone needs it. Mm. But we're afraid. We're afraid. What are are they going to think about us? Is it good enough? Or, you know, so many thoughts. This is here, but let's return to the heart. Yeah. We do the things just because it has to be done. Mm. Have you seen this movie in The Matrix? Uh, the Matrix? At some mm. point, there is one guy which life purpose was to give a key to Neil so that mm. he could exit a room. And then he mm. died after he knew his only goal in this life was to be here in this moment to give a key to Neil. To Neil. And so, and it removes all the tension and the pressure of being perfect when you say, I'm an instrument of a higher intent. Yeah. And I'll just clean my vessel, open the channels, and I allow life force, to nature, to move and accomplish what it needs to accomplish right now. As long as, I mean, 
I'm not here the guardian of karma, but people listening, I'd say, just be good. Do not harm yourself or others as you do. If it's to channel something harmless, I'd say no, <laughs> obviously. So as long as you are not harming anyone in the process. For the good of all. For the highest good of all. Ashe. Amen. Namaste. Amen. Bless you. Namaste. <laughs> oh, man. I was going to ask if you could do like a short meditation, but I'm, I'm not going to push it. Let's do just another time. Maybe we'll do just yeah. the guided practice. Yeah, I think that would be nice. Right? Yeah, I would love that. I'd love that. Thank you. So before we totally end this, okay, there is a little tradition I'm trying to build here. And it's by asking my guests three questions. You know, a lot of our conversations are pretty heavy. So I want to end it on a very light note. So I have here three silly questions for you. Not too silly, whatever, random. <laughs> and if you would answer them, okay? Sure. So my favorite one would be, what is your favorite emoji or what would you be as an emoji? There is one I share with one of my best friends. You know, it's the dark moon. It's a yeah. black moon with the eyes like this. Yeah. But she's a bit silly and dark and funny. So that would be my emoji. Be... It's the black I moon with the eyes like this. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. What podcasts are you listening to or uh, music are you bumping to? I've been listening to some old French music lately mm. just um, to sing because I love singing mm. and yeah some old music like um, from the 80s oh French. do you have one in particular that you like oh uh, it's some it's love songs so mm. that is all <laughs> okay okay I like that oh, I love that 80s musics 80s yeah. okay and you you grew up in France right yeah. so it makes sense that that music was around you like totally. a lot Okay, I love that. Um, pick a number from one to five. Three. Imagine you woke up one day to find that you've switched bodies with a famous celebrity or just somebody that you really admire. Whose body would you want to inhabit and how would you spend your day in their shoes? I think it would be Robin Sharma. I always have a thing for him. He's a writer and he works a lot with spirituality, leadership. I would love to be an enlightened being, obviously, but I think mm. right now it would be how he writes his process of mm. creation. Um, and so I would want to spend a day as him and also in a man's body would be nice. Mm. And what would you do the first day in Robin Shama's shoes? I mean, I think I would write and see how he writes, how the thinking mm. process, how he channels the writing. The writing. Actually, and how. He deals with, you know, being famous and, you know, having such attention around the world and mm -hmm. the next travels and where he goes on a writing journey or writing retreat. So mm -hmm. that would be it. And second choice would be obviously an enlightened being. Duang Po promote wow. my master in Thailand. I know we didn't get to Thailand, but um, we're going to get there. I think and we should do like a series there. if you'd like. And also I will take my students there. Oh, wow. And I planned this for 2025, but I think it's going to be next year. Mm. I want to take my students to Thailand. To Thailand. Yes. Yeah. Because I remember I was following you and you prefer Thailand from Vietnam, right? Absolutely. I think I yeah. needed Vietnam because I felt isolated. 
But mm. so isolated that I decided to go back home to France and settle down, which is something I haven't felt in five years. So now I feel ready to settle down in France or somewhere mm. around. And so now I'm building this stability. I have recovered in India, stability, inner security. So mm. it's being, you know. Because you know, you're no longer on the search. Nope, I, I, I found it. And now I'll, I'll still travel because my yeah. soul is nomad, but yeah. with a purpose. Like it's not, oh, where am I from? I mean, I'm not, maybe not from here anyway. So I mm. might as well find somewhere nice with people I love around me. And I have work to do in France. Like most of my clients are here mm. and I do retreats and lots of stuff. So thanks to this difficult experience in Vietnam of isolation and coldness and Mm-hmm. disconnection mm-hmm. i made the decision and i realized what i needed the most which is now mm-hmm. anchor grounding mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness leah 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 this has been so good i, I could go on because after what you just said i'm already thinking about something else but <laughs> i know we'll do another one not, yeah for sure thank you so much for showing up today it's been such a pleasure and you said you spoke about your students do you mind sharing very quickly what you're doing right now um what are you putting out in the world for now i'm teaching uh, mindfulness online i have a program in french uh mm-hmm. that you're taking it's called mm-hmm. inward I also do um, spiritual mentoring for women. Mm. And it's a six-month journey with me. You have me in your pocket. Uh, As your best friend, you're confident. Lots of resources and and tools that I have harnessed, learned, and integrated. And so I am this guide I needed when I started on my spiritual journey, right? Mm. And so I still do distance one-on-one reiki and breathwork sessions which are very powerful i think you've done Mm -hmm. one as well and next step is retreats abroad because i already do retreats in france so Mm -hmm. there is the physical part where i can hold you in my arms Mm -hmm. and be there with you so many options to work with me and i can always you know adapt and adjust to the person's need Mm -hmm. and where they're at because this is not about me this is about you Mm. and i'm just the channel so thank you for your interest <sighs> all right my dear leah thanks so much Bye-bye. bye thank you for tuning in today we encourage you to continue the conversation in our community of open-minded women and we appreciate your support and feedback so please don't hesitate to reach out to us on social media at instagram umami conversation or through our website at agnesapia.com so until next time keep listening keep learning and keep embracing the power of storytelling and mindfulness blessings